everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. All right, uh, welcome to Reclaimed Audio. I'm your host, Joel Crawford. Tonight's guests, oh no, no, I'm sorry, I'm the guest, but we still have Phil, Tim, and no, that's it, I think. <clears throat> All right. Yep, that's that's the whole thing. That's, that's the it. Let me hand it over. Trifecta. Uh, okay, uh, at what point did any uh, one Bill, of you three Bill, I'm sorry, think you were I, being funny? Because there's, I mean, there's a difference even. between humor and bad taste. I'm just saying. And I'm not talking about, like, your taste in clothing. I'm talking, like, humor, and then I just bit into one of those peanuts that are not good, and it tastes like a piece of dirt with, uh, um, never mind. Hi, Joel. Hi. Glad to to be here, fellas. That was seamless. Yeah, I got to tell you, that was was one of our most buttery intros. That was... Yeah. That was right on the money. I never get to do the intro on my, on on our show. So no, we know we know I, now. I, I practice in happens. front of the mirror. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't go. One day. Ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Now, every time I say ladies, ladies, I, there's a restraining order. Yeah. Strip club. I hear you. <laughs> hey, uh, Phil, are you still going to do the you know honorable mentions for everybody? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Oh, yeah, and the episode number and all that. <clears throat> so uh, this is episode 148 for September 5th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, uh, Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs. Paul, oh wait, nope, not that one. Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman. The boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much. There we are. John made it and <laughs> Barry Custom. We should have had a oh, balloon. Yeah. You know how when you blow up a balloon, then you let go and you pull it and it goes, you know, like that? No? Like a whoopee cushion? I thought that's why you guys wanted me here. Oh. <laughs> How many microphones do you have set up, Joel? Yeah. <laughs> well, the one uh, under my chair is currently muted. Uh, so, so for our listeners that that don't know who Joel Crawford is, I'm assuming that's pretty much all of them because uh, Joel is actually here with us. So. <laughs> Your love for me is overwhelming. Wow, Tim! <laughs> I would never would have d- thought that you would have had that in you. Good for you. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw a couple right out and then we'll be nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because we I have can't this. We you have did a, it just like we rehearsed it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so weird that Tim has something original. Usually all of his material is reclaimed. Uh, oh, oh, that's oh a, I like where this is no, going. That's a Don't little stop. precursor for the topic, too, though. That was really good. Was Dance, great. my puppets. But, uh, <laughs> but so Joel, Joel Crawford is a member of the Maybe I Said Too Much podcast. He's one of our top Patreon supporters. <laughs> really? I, felt, I support twice. Felt, I, I support yeah, myself, right. and too. And as an individual. Yeah. Yes, and as an individual. Well, and so <laughs> he's been paying us so much money. <laughs> we started feeling guilty because he's had we've had both Mike Laffey and, and Izzy Swan, his uh, podcast mates on the show, but Joel hasn't been on yet. I see where this is. I, so, I, it's just I a just, pity party. I just assumed that I owed you more money to get on the show. You do. And wait, wait. You do. Yeah, we're going to send you a bill. Yeah. Yeah, we've already gone over that, and our ad budget is kind of tapped right now. <laughs> Phil's very quiet. Yeah, Bill, what happened to your mic? Hello. Nothing? Oh, okay, still there. I'm here? No. You can speak into it. Hello? 
Hello? No? No? Doesn't it seem quiet? A little quiet. Oh, he's quiet Hello? for Bill. One, two. Yeah. There it is. Yep. There we go. Am I blue? Am I blue? Okay. No, now, no. remember, you guys asked for that. All right, someone, sure someone drive this bus, Phil. All right, so, first question. What are we up to? And let's give that over to our, uh, you know, to our guest. Joel, what in the world are you up to? So, my business, which is Missing Digital Woodshop, makes a number of production-like uh, wooden things. So, we're woodworkers, but we make a lot of cool and interesting things. Our, literally, our tagline is... Um, uh, ha- uh, unique handmade items for the discerning nutcase. And uh, so our big season is Christmas time. And so we spend the whole summer buying and putting myself into a large amount of debt so that uh, hopes that Santa Claus will purchase our stuff and stick it under the tree. So that's what we've been doing. And then more recently, uh, we're in uh, reclaimed hell where my wife thought it was a good idea and I agree with her to to do some local events because we're we ship all over the world and we don't mm-hmm. do a lot of local things. So we're working on a number of festivals and you know the town parties and parades and things like that. So we're working on booths to set up for those uh craft shows type things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now I'm going through all of our piles of um, cutoffs and scrap and everything else and just scouring Etsy and and uh, Pinterest and seeing what I can blatantly copy and uh, <laughs> quickly mass produce mm. for these shows and then well, we have our telegraphing mar- the podcast yeah mm. so uh, so but but in in general we're, we're having a lot of fun we're doing a lot of sawdust around here and then of course we have the maybe I said too much podcast that we do weekly Mm-hmm. And that's between my family, those things, the podcast, and my lack of any other life is pretty much it. I watch hmm. a lot of uh, uh, reruns. No, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, 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 More I telegraphing. All right. I, I would I would have a question for, for you, Joel. Um, sure. When somebody, this is just kind of hypothetical, When when somebody... From their heart, I mean, really from inside, with love, with caring, with affection, with true admiration towards oh, you, gives you a golden goose, an idea that is beyond compare. Why do you stomp on that with both feet and mush it into the ground and go? Uh, it completely depends on the personality of the person giving it to me. If they're not worth my time or effort, then usually those people are the ones I stop on. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say the uh, the, the <laughs> bagpipe knife block idea that I gave I, you. I very much want to do. Actually, I, I have already uh-huh. done it, and I've started working on it, and it is not a knife holder. It is actually going to be for skewers. For well, see, and that's that's why I left it open for you take my artistic vision, and you can tweak it a little. Right. That's what we do. We share. We love. So I'm, well, I'm glad see, to hear I'm, this. I'm, I, it fit. It would fit in with our Spartan knife block line. Also, I've been for two years. I've been trying to figure out how to make a reasonable uh, skull that's uh, cracked in the head with a cleaver, so that you can hold your cleaver mm. on the wall with magnets. Oh. Uh, and and I haven't quite gotten that design where I like it yet. But okay. it's, you know, because you know, cleaver placement is important in the home kitchen. And it can't look staged. Now, it has to look. Right, you know, right. Real, like a real crime of passion. Right, you know? exactly. 
Is yeah. it me, or does Phil wearing that hat backwards look like a good template for that cleaver? Well, weirdly enough, your face size <laughs> and dimensions really, really, you know, just bring in the the cleaver wielding behaviors. Yes. So, yes. But, Agreed. But anyway, Agreed. so so there are a number of things that we work on. A lot of our goods are are um you know what we'd like to call um kitchen or home goods um and we try to put our spin on them to make them not boring and so of course a spartan knife block is one of those but we have you know, we have a thing called a page pal which is a way to hold a book with one one hand um that has become rapidly popular for other people making the same device and calling it something else um and then uh, beer flights where we were the first one to inlay a chalkboard in them so you could oh serve your beer and identify them so hmm, we sell weirdly enough we sell the most domestic beer flight i think nobody else has said any differently in in the whole united states oh yeah so. i sell the most i sell you them do? in canada <laughs> no. I, i've you never sell made ours one, on no. canada aren't you a d- distributor in canada uh yeah let's go with that sure <laughs> sorry about the lack of those old royalty payments that's right <laughs> So that's what I'm up to. <laughs> Bill, that's... now that your voice is warmed up, uh, what are you working on? You know, I, uh, I just finished up a guitar for myself. I, I actually uh, also auctioned off uh, the veterans-themed uh, guitar, and that is boxed up, ready to be mailed. I was going to mail it Saturday. Uh, got busy. Then I didn't realize there was a holiday and blah, 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 blah. So not only that, I uh, I showed Joel, I'll show you too, and, and we're on radio, so I know nobody else can see, but this is my new guitar for me. It's pretty. I see me in it. It's pretty. Yeah, yeah very nice. Thank you. I love yeah, those look, pickups, look, by the way. Is that Are those uh, intended for cigar buy, or is that a banjo pickup? No, no, no. I, well, as far as I know, it's a it's a, um, a humbucker-style dual-coil three-string Cigar box. Yeah, they're, it's designed for cigar box guitars. Nice, basically. nice. Yeah, because because it only has the, the, the three, three poles, poles yeah. on for three right. strings. So it's designed right. for a three stringed right. instrument. You know. Yeah. And then uh, um, I'm working on. Uh, see, Stunning. Can't, see, can't see behind me, but uh, I think I mentioned it. Somebody gave me a first aid kit box, the just a plain white metal box that gets hung up on the wall, and um, uh, I got commissioned to. Tell me, you're making that into a bar. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to decorate it a little bit because somebody who has a uh, a restaurant wants to put it in their break room where they have to have a first aid kit anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fancy it up, and I wasn't gonna make a video, but I think I am now because the simplicity of it is basically you're making a picture frame, and instead of having a picture frame with a picture in it, you're going to make you're gonna. Uh, um, construct this picture frame kind of around this metal box and then you're gonna i'm gonna put a cross in the middle of it and distress it and make it look like old red paint but anyway the idea would be that you can do this to any size box or metal box or a toolbox or anything like that so it might be a fun thing a simple type you know because like picture frames are great to get people started working on things and uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna do a video so if this can be just a basis for an idea fest for people's brain minds to grab onto and use i would be happy with that even if only one person was entertained excellent yeah Hmm. anyways i I think i think that's an achievable goal uh tim what about you (laughs) i'm entertained (laughs) 
Uh, I'm starting to get a grip on all the stuff that I have going on. Uh, I'm delivering. I made these two large slab pieces that are uh, it's just taking up a ton of space, and I'm delivering those this week, getting those out of the shop, which is nice. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad to be wrapping this stuff up because I had all these large projects that have been eating up a lot of my time, and they're keeping me from playing, <laughs> which is what I really want to do all day. But uh, I have that guitar show coming up in... I don't know if I mentioned the podcast. I'm doing a guitar show. Um, I'll say for anybody who might be local, it's October 14th at the uh, Oakdale Theater in Wallingford, Connecticut. It's a Sunday at 11 o'clock. There's like a, a Northeast Guitar Expo is what it's called. And uh, I'm going to have a booth there and displaying a bunch of my guitars. And I'm also going to be giving a guitar away um, at the show. There's going to be uh, – I just – like they, basically they charge you for a booth like at a craft show or whatever. And it, so I just called the guys. I was like, hey, how about instead of me giving you money for a booth, why don't we give one of my guitars away? And they were like, okay. So I was like, "Oh, cool!" <laughs> and so uh, that way, we're just we're both going to collect signatures and that's like, know, email addresses. That's basically. like uh, reclaiming money. Yeah, this is a barter system, you know. But it's just an idea, the opportunity to do a little bit of promotion and do something a little different. And they were into it, so now everybody that walks in the door to that pays the entry fee is going to be sent to my booth to type their email address into my laptop, and then they keep the email address as well as me. And I honestly don't really care about the email address, so I'm not going to be doing that much mailing, but it'll be nice to have them. You know, when it's I, the most valuable thing you should be getting out of that show. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that, you know, to some point, to keep people that are in the area that are buying guitars aware of the fact that I'm still there. I'm not going to be mailing them weekly, that's for sure. But No. But, um, but, but hey, I've got five great guitars you know, I'm yeah. looking for. I'm looking. To, I want to. I want to get rid of them this week, so I'm going to make exactly. a deal. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. So what I'm planning on doing for that, it once I, you know, now that I finish the stuff, I was I have to take all the guitars that I've made because I've got like guitars and basses together, about 18 or 20 of them now kicking around. Oh, nice. And in, in, in various states of completion that would be available for sale, and some of them are are better than others, and so I'm going to go through them and do fret jobs on them and clean up and you know pick the best ones if i can get them all up and running in time i'll bring them all uh and have a nice display and i have this i have an idea for some ideas for a display like how i want to display them i have an idea for a, a stand like a, a multi-guitar holding stand that's going to hold them really high but then it can take it apart real easily so i can just you know i can throw it in the back of the truck hmm. um a couple different you know so i might do some videos of that stuff i haven't really fully formulated them they're more just like sketches you know and I would lo- I'd be interested to see that because sure. merchandising ideas are always great. Well, I have a, I have two uh, really that and the the one idea I had is to take like a like a road case because they actually have guitar safes that musicians have to go out on tour. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the road cases, the aluminum banding around them, and they're on big wheels, and they spray paint their logo on them and stuff. And you open those up, and all the guitars are lined up in there, like uh, suits hanging in a closet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was thinking about doing something like that out of uh, pallet wood. Uh, I was talking to a caster company about maybe them sponsoring the video, but the idea is that when I took the case apart, um, like the top and the, the sides would be signage, and the front would be sign, and then the top would be like a pedestal that I could take guitars out and put on, and then like the top would be like a tabletop, you know. So it's going to be like, like kind of like I did for craft shows where I had this cart that I pushed in and I disassembled it. So that's the one thing. If I have time, I might do. But then I also had this idea for like a big hanging rack, almost like you, they hang clothes in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, like a metal rack, but it'll be you know guitars all just hanging up there and stuff. I have a couple different ideas of a couple different <laughs> ways I want to approach it, and I'm not quite sure which one I'm going to do yet. That's that's awesome because I would love to walk up to a rack and be like, I don't know, this one makes my teeth look fat. Yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> well, I was even thinking one. about you know how you you know how you like you go to the posters at Spencer Gifts and you like flip through the posters. 
Yeah. I was even thinking like one of my ideas was to have mesh like that, like so you can actually like flip through them like they're like you're like oh nope size XL no and two X perfect you know <laughs> kind of like you know why don't they ever have my but, size uh, God I know it's like oh. I built I built you one that's your size what are you talking about I and I was oh, I was true. reminded years ago I learned about a, a company called a, a guy actually more than anything that's a uh, wish base have you ever seen any wish bases. Tim? Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, 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 I am. So, in if if you like your style of of guitars and basses reminds me a lot of that that kind of um, quick um, I don't know what the, what the design elements are. But, well, but he uses yeah natural wood, sort of right. stripped down, not a lot of frills. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Every, yeah. You know, there's a hole for for electronics and and slap on a decent neck on it, and then away they yep. go. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, affordable. Yeah, for the most part, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think I when I looked at them, they were like four hundred bucks, which yep. for a professional level instrument is extremely affordable. Yeah, yeah. They're um, I've only played one of them, and it wasn't bad. It was not. It was not bad. It was uh, very giggable. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is <laughs> I never no, heard that word before, but it's pretty funny. That's common in the music world. I actually giggable. just played a gig. I played my first gig in like 15 months uh, this Saturday. I got called a sub for my old band. Oh, and I was a little nervous going there. I played the double bass, um, you know, which I used to play six days a week. And it, it's a somewhat physical instrument. And uh, just getting into the car is a physical <laughs> act, you know. But uh, And I was a little nervous because I had literally hadn't played it in like over a year, you know, for any more than five minutes. And uh, But I, I, was, I was able to hang in there. My pinky got tired. That never happened before. So <laughs> you use your pinky a lot. I don't use hmm. my pinky a lot in anything else in life except playing the double bass. That's I'm almost <laughs> positive that is the very first time that sentence has ever hit my ears. My pinky got yep. tired. Oh, my pinky? Yeah. My yep. pinky, pinky got agreed. tired. Yeah. yeah. Greed. Yeah. Yeah. There's a joke. Well, I can think of some other situations. <laughs> yeah. <I> think <laughs> Joel, a joke. Joel's on the same page. Yes. Yeah. About something we should rooms. not be bringing up in this PG-13 podcast. Well, yes. not in this um, one, but maybe later on, maybe I said too much. Yeah. yeah you, guys, or, you guys do whatever you want over there. I don't know where we, you guys are going with that. But haven't you ever seen those guys that do push-ups on their fingertips? How how amazingly strong would you be if you just used your pinkies to do push-ups? Now that would then you could say, "Man, my pinkies are tired." No, nope. you know, there's gotta be some like some guys can do that. No, yeah. my body anyway. size and my size of my pinkies it wouldn't be so how strong I am. It would be how resilient I am to seven or eight broken points. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I I would say that that um, how much can I ignore that pain? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, 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 anyway. I'm a big fan of ignoring pain. Hmm. All right, should we just move into our topic now? Oh, that's funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to go too. I was like, yeah, okay, no, Phil, seriously, you go, and don't you get use your pinkies because they'll get tired if you mm, don't let your pinkies get tired. Okay, so I have quite a few very random things to talk about. So, one, on my drive to work last week, I, it was garbage day, and I saw somebody threw out an old-school electro-home CRT television, like a 15-inch, and I'd been looking for, like, a small little TV, and uh, so I grabbed it, and I figured, ah, what the hell, let's try it out. So I got it home, I cleaned it up, it had a lot of disgusting stuff on it, but I cleaned it up, and I hooked it up to an RF modulator so that I could plug in... Uh, Nintendo to it, so I've been playing some some retro games on it and having a blast. And for anybody who asks, yes, you can play those kinds of games on new TVs, but it's not the same. 
There's nothing <laughs> yeah. like playing on an old school CRT TV. And I realized that so many of my hobbies and all the things that I do are just basically ways to relive my childhood. And that's just mm-hmm. another one of those ways to do it. So I, I've been having a lot of fun doing that. The other thing I did was uh, about a year ago, I built a desktop, like just the top, um, thinking that I would be able to replace the desk that I have in my office upstairs. But that never happened. It literally sat in the office, leaning up against the wall for about a year. So I figured, you know what? I wanted to do this electronics workbench. So my wife went with the, with the two older kids, and I just had the youngest one, and he was napping. So I was like, okay, T minus two hours. Let's do this. So I, uh, I wall-mounted this uh, desktop in my furnace room. I put down some carpet, and I made a nice little area for myself. And as it turns out, I needed one more thing to hold up whatever one side of the tabletop because it was wall mounted in the back and it was wall mounted on one side but the other side was just hanging mm-hmm. so they're called legs yeah they're called legs they're, they're but called i was that. thinking yeah. i would do this thing all wall mounted so i was thinking i would just could do like you know uh whatever a brace yeah. with 245s and you know how in your head like you have the solution and then you keep trying to make the solution work with the problem until i was just like hey you know what this is ridiculous well, let me just a make a leg <laughs> <laughs> so I went back into the four. garage and I had one stair baluster, but like one of the big ones, the big chunky ones. So I just measured. Mm-hmm. I cut it down to an area where it made sense that it would look like a leg. I put two pocket holes on one side, two pocket holes on the other side, brought down stairs, zip, zip, zip. And it's an awesome looking desk. And oh, pocket holes will never work. Can't use pocket holes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, honestly, I and I know that I'm 150 pounds wet, but. I balanced myself on this thing. It ain't going nowhere, so I'm not particularly oh, worried. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I have I have an electronics workbench. I brought down all the nice. electronics tools, my you know, uh, you know, my multimeter, all that stuff, uh, and and I've been doing some. I told you about this. I got the watch tool to replace the batteries on the watch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm an urologist now. I replaced my first battery. Yay. Um, what else did I do? And right before this Literally podcast that we're recording, salted now. Yeah, how many people? Dozens, 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 dozens. dozens yeah. <laughs> um, I actually know one urologist. I've met one urologist in my 38 years on this planet. So, Daryl, sorry, bro. Um, he doesn't listen. And uh, and right before this podcast aired, <laughs> right before this podcast aired, my brother was over. My youngest brother, who is turning 25 on Saturday. He says, bro, I'm going to get a ticket on my way home. I was like, why? He's like, I've got a busted taillight. I was like, okay, well, don't take it to the dealership. Go buy the bulb. He goes, I have the bulb. I was like, are you kidding me? We together watched a three-minute YouTube video on how to change a taillight bulb. I said, okay, I got this. We went out to his 2005 Nissan Altima. We changed it out in eight minutes. He's like, you just saved my life. I was like, you're welcome. And mm. I changed my first taillight, so that was fun. Oh, it's like they're all growing up. I was going to say, I yeah. just want to give him a that's, hug. I'm so sweet. proud of you. I, I just want to give yeah. you a hug. Yeah. yeah, That was a fun one. Was, I, I've never I, had to do that before. I did not grow up with a lot of money, so <clears throat> we kept rolls of duct tape, various hoses, extra spark plugs, WD-40, various rusty wrenches, usually into some old piece of luggage that was in the back of whatever vehicle we were driving in. So... So yeah. usually it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get a ticket for uh, busted tail. Like usually it was like, oh, hey, the carburetor fell off. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, do we ha- what do we have for that? 
<laughs> I had a uh, I had a one of my Volvo wagons I drove back in the day. It, it, the um, the catalytic converter had fallen out, and uh, so there's a big there's you know 18 inch long section of pipe that was just missing, and uh, and I had a piece of pipe that was about 18 and a quarter inches long that I would shove in there, and it would just barely fit. And every once in a while, I'll be driving, and it would fall out, and it all you could always sound horrible, anyways. So I pull over, pick it up, you know, grab a towel, shove it back in there, and then. Um, but then I kept the catalytic converter in the back, and so when I got pulled over for being so loud, I would say to the cop, I know, it just fell out today. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up. I'm going to try and get it welded in this weekend. This thing's rocking a V12 from the sound. It's the first <laughs> and last time a Volvo ever sounded badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so uh, a series of random events, but it's been, it's been a fun week, and... Uh, did you guys know that uh, oil-based poly takes forever to dry? Yes. In the humidity How? right now in the summer, yeah. How annoying. I had these, like, ridiculous <laughs> little phone holders drawing for, like, a week. And, and, and as soon as one of them dries, I sand it down. But, like, I guess I was more generous on the coats with others than I was with some. So A week? Every day, like, okay, it's been, it's been 12 hours. Okay, oh, still tacky. Okay, it's been another 12 hours. Still tacky. Have you not mm. met our Lord and Savior Lacquer? I have, but why would I want, you ever stray? You know, because I wanted to be like I don't know a thicker, more wearable. I don't know why, because I like to try new things. Yeah, that happens. It's like but you learn your things. lesson, right? Yeah, our yeah. Lord and Savior. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't I don't ever miss. I mean, we do we do production work, so lacquer dries in fifteen minutes before we can yeah. put another coat. So we do, like, it takes us an hour or so to do a beer flight because we do about four coats of lacquer, build yep. up a really nice finish. I have customers that have had them for five or six years in bars. Like, they're so, like, they leave them, like, they run them through the dishwasher. I'm not even kidding. Right? And, like, they're like, I'm like, how's it holding up? And, like, yeah. I'm waiting for the, you know, two of them split and one of them looks like it just came back from a rave, you know, and I was like, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, it looks great. It looks great. Sometimes you get a little, you know, I, and we put a little uh, vegetable oil on it, you know, from the kitchen. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. nah, it'll stink a little bit. Go wild. Good enough. Yeah. And, and, and so it, four, usually four coats of lacquer is like a good quality coat of, of poly as far yeah. as durability yeah. goes. That's what I, I do use that for my production work. For all yeah. my Etsy stuff is all lacquer because obviously I take it right to the wire. This right. I'm making on spec, and I will sell. So I figured, you know what? Let me just try and play around and learn new things, which I like to do when time permits. So sure. that's what I did here. You know, water-based yeah, poly right. dries really fast, too. I mean, yes, really fast. Yes, it does, but it doesn't have the same finish. It doesn't it's eco-friendly. Yeah. Low VOC. Are you using rattle cans, Joel, or do you have a sprayer? Set? No, we have a sprayer. We run, we run yeah. actually, and we run it so, a, a, not to save the environment, I'm sorry, but more to save uh, our profit line. Uh, oh yeah, time and, we, and money. We run yeah. it really, really tight streams. So mm -hmm. when we when we spray a beer flight, we're only spraying like maybe six inches from the nozzle, a really fine point. So so it it's like the overspray is so minimal on it, and then we we run it in a spray room. So uh, so we run it vented both in and out. So we clean the air coming in, sure, and then we yeah. clean the air going out. So uh, other than having to sweep every once in a while because. Um, lacquer by the time lacquer that's been shot out of a gun hits the floor three and a half feet below it's dried and yeah. you get you basically end up with a pile of 
white dust. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a um, do you have a pen or a, a notepad open on your computer? I have three computers uh, in front of me. Okay, we'll What's type in this mtech e m t e c h mtech. Uh, yep, and also type in target codings because I forget which one it is you want to look up, but it's um, they make a water-based lacquer that's sprayable. Oh, you might, nice. You might want to experiment with. Okay. I mean, it's you know even just to you know just to you know save the birds in your neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. 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 We because that stuff's going out the window. You know. Yeah. Well, no. We we can't recapture the like the ethyl ketones and stuff that are in it, um, which mm. is 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 not, you know, obviously that's one of the reasons why it drain dries so quickly. Um, yeah. Is because yeah. of the solvents that are in it. But it's. Well, uh, I think this. You might want to wait till after Christmas to try this stuff. Like I, I bought a pint of it and also a um a polyacrylic that they make and I. I haven't really gotten a chance to experiment with a lacquer yet, but I've heard really positive things from guys that make really better work than I've ever made. Sure. So I feel like they know what they're talking about. Well, <laughs> you know? anything, anything. Now we run organic filters on our, our yep. respirators when we're doing that. Um, and it's just, I can't, I don't understand anybody that sprays lacquer in an enclosed area without some sort of respirator in them because you are high as a yeah. kite. By the time you're done yeah. with, you know, a couple of coats of something on a small box, I've seen testify. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where a cheap eleven dollar three M organic filter can help you, at least you, not necessarily the environment. I mean, you are part of the environment, but at least for the moment, mm. you'll be saved. I think Tim's yeah. just yeah. taking the opportunity to to make up for the fact that I started eating meat again, so he's trying to get you to save birds. Did That's you start happened. eating meat again? I did. I Laffy, you Laffy, didn't Laffy, know this? The, Laffy tipped the scale, man. I've uh, I, I quit eating meat and I sugar and all kinds of stuff, and I thought, okay, I'm going to be healthy, and I didn't lose any weight, and I didn't feel that much better. So, God, he's just killing it too. His body doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. I just assume that he has massive amount of diarrhea. That's the only guess. <laughs> like he won't admit to it, but like the man eats like three steaks for breakfast, four for lunch, and six for dinner. Like it's like there's just a certain point where it's it's like, you know, there's there's no reason why this man is still alive. Uh, well, I'm I'm not doing that, but I am eating meat again. I'm not, I'm staying away from carbs, period, and I'm down ten pounds, and it's been what two weeks. So I tried yeah, a new thing. No, yeah. I, I Imagine tried. if you weren't eating the meat and you were just eating the vegetables with no carbs. <laughs> just the vegetables. You'd starve uh, to death. Pick on Joel's lacquer. Leave me alone. I, I, uh, I, I've been starting a new thing. I've tried a fried food diet. It's a new phase. Uh, oh, really? really? How's that working it's, out? Yeah, like French fries. The chili is always it's, optional with that. But I find mm-hmm. that at least every other time, it kind of breaks the monotony of just eating all the fried food. So, yeah, it's called the all-trans fat diet. That's right. Yeah. Trans fat it is delicious. I, I agree it is completely delicious. Now, yes. is there any... No, we said we weren't going to do any kind of political. Because I was thinking, are there... Are there is there a gender specific for the trans fat? That oh, no. I see what oh, you're doing now. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing. Nope. Um, yep, that has its own bathroom, buddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you don't want to go anywhere near it. Yep. Yepers. Okay, so this week's topic, um, Tim, you wrote it down. What does it say? Uh, it's uh, you ain't never. If you ain't never, it's clever. That's what it is. Okay. So uh, that's that's Bill's topic. Uh, we think it's mostly English, and what essentially Bill had a mil- means a mild is, stroke for a minute, but he's <laughs> yeah. better now. <laughs> yeah, he was frothing a little bit, but uh, essentially, it's uh, uh, what we're talking about is ideas, 
and we're talking about the original the originality of the ideas and we're talking about because obviously joel is on the show and sort of the uh the cloud of you know uh that that surrounds joel a lot of the times when it comes to these conversations is the spartan knife block and whether or not it was his idea and people have copied him because of course we've seen that joel has done it and that other people have copied it so i we figured you know joel's here we might as well talk about something that's maybe a little deeper than the usual puddles that we we discuss and uh bring it on you know, i say yeah well i think it's an interesting one because we we sort of live and breathe and i say we i mean sort of us makers in this in this community where everyone's super open to everything right it's like oh 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 i'm doing this uh you should try it like this and you know i've done it with oak you should try it with maple you know like we're just like very very open with each other and i think that's because it's all sort of not for profit but i think the instant you get into the situation where where it's a first to market situation where people are feeding their families on these on these ideas that's where you get into a place where it's like whoa that was my idea you stole it but maybe that's just how i feel i, I you know i'd love to hear what I'm you for guys profit think. I mean that's I, <laughs> all my all my stuff I do for profit, but I still share it anyways, just because why not? Because your business is local based, right? For the most part, like you're trying to sell stuff local. So if somebody's doing something well, in California, it changes nothing for you. Well, yes and no. Um, I look at it more like that. My whole life, I've seen people make stuff, and I go, I can make that, or I'm gonna make that, and I do. And then there's other people that see stuff and they go. I could buy that. I'm going to buy that. And they do. And they're very rarely the same person. So I feel like it's it's like the, the people that I make, that watch my videos, they're never going to buy what I'm selling, you know, unless they want to do it to support me. But they're just going to make their own version. So I might as well just show them how. You know? Yeah. I'm wondering if something like – and this is not to put down what you do, obviously. But I'm wondering – some, some, yes, No, is. I don't want to do that. Yes, it is. No, it's yeah. not. If it's something novel – like, I'm not talking about a coffee table, right? I'm talking about something that's novel and different and like the Spartan knife block, right? Just mm-hmm. Joel sitting there. We might as well talk specifically about sure. this. Like, like Joel was mentioning in the pre-show that it, that it wasn't necessarily uh, an original idea, but perhaps it was an original implementation of it in the, in the shape and in the form that it's in right now specifically for kitchen knives. Right, so, which has now been copied blatantly. Right. So yes. So you want me to tell you the story to give you a little a little context? That would be great because our our D- listeners might not us, know it. Joel. Sure. So, us. add some so light. A million years ago, uh, there was a tutorial that was put out for for a cam program, and it had this little knife holder. It was a Spartan block, and so I looked at it and went, "Wow, this is this is really kind of a stroke of genius," uh, and it was it was a good. It was a good try at making a thing, like it was. It was good because it taught the purposes of of that particular cam, uh, which is, by the way, if you're in CNC world, that's the part where that takes your idea in your head and puts it into the machine. So, so computer aided um, machining is that right? Uh, do, uh, so, yes, computer aided machining. It's basically it takes your CAD file, which is the thing that you drew up, converts it so that the the computer would know how to move the machine that it's cutting it right or if it's an additive thing like 3d printing it learns how those things are built up either way um so i looked at it and went wow this is really cool i think i could make 50 of these on a bandsaw change up the design and make it a make it a, a just a couple of pieces versus making it all these sandwiched pieces and and these through cuts and 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 change the design in such that it was uh, still held kind of the the 
the flair for it, the the interest of it, uh, in that style, that an, an, anamorphic is that right? Uh, when we apply human, human, yeah, yeah okay, anthropomorphic, so, anthropomorphic. Thank you. Um, uh, behaviors to a to something that we never figure on, right? Like holding knives. Who cares? Um, mm-hmm. So it made it fun and interesting, and that's I always love products like that. Um, so I said, okay, I'll put this up, and then weird thing happened. People really responded to it, and so I said, great, this is really neat. And then we put them up on our store. The store started to ding, like ding, every hour or so, and then about every 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, I'm gonna get like 50 of these suckers this week, and I'm gonna have to. Like, I'm going to have to go actually buy some wood and make these things and do some stuff. And then all of a sudden the dinger went ding, 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 can be copied and changed and and obviously the famous quote of 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 uh of of being an artist is stealing other people's work and that's your when you put your spin on it, it becomes original over again um so i don't mind when people make spartan knife blocks i mean i see people all the time i can't tell you how often i see people all the time try it out they do it by hand they try cnc files they do all sorts of stuff and like i've made six or seven thousand of these now and and i can tell you some of the things that you would be doing wrong and it's really cool when somebody comes up to me and says hey i was thinking about doing this thing and uh and i wanted to know if you would mind if i didn't and and to me that's a huge uh that's a huge um compliment to Mm -hmm. have somebody actually uh, sit there and ask you like when you did your design you know how did you do this and do you mind if I make one and those things and I'd be like yeah that's awesome go wild listen you can do it on the bandsaw you're going to have to do some tricky things you know you're going to want to do the nice slots before you cut it round because nobody wants to route stuff when it's round so you know there's little tips and tricks to go with it and so I do and and that's that's how we end up doing those things because the end result is is for us very specifically with Spartan knife block is we will always probably make it better than anybody else um, at the price point we do because mm-hmm. we've done so many of them and we're so good at making them now and I, this is not to be boasting I'm I'm telling you after you've done the first 500 or 600 of them, you become an expert in the field. Start getting good at it. Right. Yeah. You start getting <laughs> you good at it. You get the jigs. It. You get right. the, the flow. Exactly. Absolutely. And you know how to minimize things. You can never, you know, these things, we, we find the best pieces of wood that we could find for this. We try to get stuff sourced really locally to us that looks amazing. And then we utilize it the best possible way with the least amount of waste. All those things go into making a block now. Uh, and it took us a lot of time to do those things. So when somebody says, hey, do you mind if I make some of these and sell them at the craft fair? Go How about up. it? Yeah. Yeah. I want to sell a couple on my Etsy store. That's, go watch. That's one, that's one thing, right? That seems pretty innocuous, right? Hey, do you mind if I make one of these and I sell uh, five or six of them at my local craft fair that you are not going to? But if someone said, 
thanks for spending an hour with me, Joel, teaching me how to make one of these things. I'm now going to open up a Shopify shop. I'm going to dump a ton of money into A-B performance-tested marketing, and I'm going to compete with you head-on. Why? Well, to me, I would say good luck. But maybe they're but, amazing marketers. Maybe they'll market the hell out of these things. Maybe they will. But but yeah. But so there comes a point where I have some product ideas that I wouldn't necessarily talk about that way, because I'm not first to market on those. Actually, the market doesn't exist yet for those things. So I'm not going to make it by talking about those things, right? So no, I realize so, that. But my my point that I'm making is is that within our community, which we're so open about. Wouldn't it just be a slap in the face for somebody to have no. taken some of your time and no. then just literally compete with you on a real no, level, see, not see, in Etsy is, or Crafter? This is where it pisses people off, and and I tend to do that, which is I am better than you at this. <laughs> I don't know. For now. I, for now. Sure, sure, sure. No, no, no. This is how we get great things. Like, I don't mind to be driven. Like, I want the lush, like, sit back and let things happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm fat and really happy about it, right? <laughs> like, I want to stay that way. But if you come up to me and say, I have a better way of doing this, I can make them for 25 cents and sell them for, for $129, people will buy mine because my ads have more glitter. I'll be like, dude, go wild. I will beat you every single time. And I know why, because we already have the market, and frankly, we've pretty much saturated it. However, I wouldn't go up to somebody and say, I have this amazing idea for, and then, and then them going, oh, that is an amazing idea when I don't have the foot in the door. So the yeah. thing that I would tell you is if you have an amazing product and you do it really well, bring on the competition because it's, it's worth it. It's fun to me. It's fun to see people that, that aspire to do what you do. That's awesome. If you have something that you haven't saturated the market, aren't first to market, aren't able to put in a good fighting chance at it, don't tell anybody, idiot. Okay, yeah. so then so then we're on the same page. Yeah. You you are being very confident and brag and not braggadocious, but just very confident in your market standing because you've what you in your words essentially saturated. You've sold seven thousand of them. But if you were still on that first week where you were getting sort of the hourly yeah, dings, that, that would have been tough. That would have been tough. Right. That would have been a tough area to. Nobody had our marketing in those first few weeks that we did. We we got lucky on a like a number of things, and I was good. One of the very few things I did write those first few weeks is the fact that we got a push to so many things. Gizmodo picked us up, like Gizmodo, oh, cool. like yeah. like yeah. people that 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 cover eight bit, you know, song remakes of. 2004's pop songs, right? Is picking up a wooden item, right? Mm. Like, like that's a that's a, an accomplishment. So, mm. so it's we were able to move some things into place to make things. Also, we had really patient customers. Like this is this is before really Kickstarter and stuff became a huge thing, and mm. we literally sent out like like the the thing said. Like when they were buying this, they're like, uh, and I started started selling them for forty five bucks, and I said, "Listen, folks, uh, uh, you know, we're working on getting these things out to you. It became a lot more popular, much quicker. If you want to back out of your order, uh, no problem. We'll refund your money, get everything set. Uh, but we have a lot of orders to do, and it is going to be at least a month before you see this guy. And everybody was cool except one German guy, 
And it was literally like, it must have been like a Google Translate. Like, uh, you are a shyster. How dare you wait me or make me wait that long? And I was like, well, okay, let me refund your money, sir. And that was Here it. Your Deutschmarks. Yeah. Right, right. Mm. Because I can just imagine like this really irate German guy just yelling at me. Uh, through the computer like ah. you don't want that trust no, me. no i don't want that mm -hmm. so uh so yeah so so the idea is that if you have a thing if you're making something that is n unique to you assume that somebody else is going to copy it because if you're good at it then you would hope that other people respond either by buying it or by appreciating it or by copying it those are mm -hmm. the three things you would hope to have happen to a to something. I don't make an amazing trash can, but man, I think trash cans are boring. And I bet you you could make an amazing trash can. Right? I do make an amazing trash can, thank you very much. Do you? Yeah, he does actually. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's one of his, uh, yeah. So, oh, wow. so Joel, I if, I, if I could ask you, um, yeah, the how do you know when an idea is worth pursuing or, or where you draw the line? Is it, am I borrowing an idea from somebody or am I improving upon it? Cause like I've had this idea, you say you do beer flights. I've had sure. this idea to make uh, a la 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 la. What did he just say? What did he just say? Don't what? tell yeah, us. Don't share the idea if it's no, don't no, 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 the no, idea just, yet. Don't interrupt Bill. Trust me. Don't interrupt Bill. But I've had this idea and it, it would hold like um, probably 12, um, okay. but I would call it's a them a lot of tastes. Well, it's, it's not a beer flight. It would be more like, um, uh, I, I the best way trip. to call it is uh, like an egg flight, and I would make it out of cardboard, and it would hold like mm -hmm. twelve eggs. And but people are all like, "Oh, they've I already the got they, they've got egg cartons already, right?" So how right. would I? So so you're looking. How, how, how is... <laughs> so you're saying this is not a good idea. I mean, I don't, I don't follow. So 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 wait a minute. Now let's work through this. How is is the egg going to contain the beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the beer? Is this is this how is this how it works? Are you gonna just get drunk? Gold Jerry. <laughs> oh, it is now, Joel. It is now. It is. Okay, so now you're gonna have drunk chickens laying alcoholic eggs. Uh, no, I mean you go through the you go through the process. You you say, okay, I have widget A in my brain, and then you start looking around and you see what people's answers are. It, now I'm talking about commercially. I do a lot of stuff for fun. Yeah. I make a lot of stuff in my shop for fun. This is how I support my family. This is how I support five employees. This is how I pay my taxes. This is how I get a pothole fixed, hopefully. Mm. You know, wherever it is I'm at. So these are the things that I do commercially, okay? And I am really proud of them. Like, it is amazing work. Don't ever get me wrong. Like, there's a difference between high-quality art and the stuff we do. It is... Without a doubt, the work we do, our people are artists in how they work, but they work in a production way, okay? We look at, when somebody says, hey, you should make this thing, I'd be like, that's fantastic. Now, how do I make 800 of them, right? Yeah. Because it is and, and make it be profitable. Right, because it's, it's yeah. cheaper for me to do, and it, we get better at it. Like Rembrandt, think about Rembrandt. If he would have painted like like those or Monet, if he was like he was like, okay, well I painted these first bunch of water lilies. Now let me paint this seventeen hundred more times. Don't you think that his seventeen hundredth one would be better than his first one? Absolutely. So be, beyond that, I think that that if you're if you're looking at a product or you're looking for something that you want to be successful. 
the judges of that is people's interests. So A, is there a market? B, why isn't there a market? Like, because either somebody doesn't have the thing, right? Or the thing was occupied by something else that does its job, right? So we work on things that are typically sold as gifts or as higher end fixtures or kitchen wares that people want to have because they want their kitchen looking good. I do not make $9 bamboo cutting boards. When I make a cutting board, it's $150 because it has a, an amazing, you know, inlay into it or something interesting like that. Um, because it, 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 it is its own market for somebody that's looking for something better than the average. Right. Right. So hmm. then the question is, are there people that can afford what you do? Right. So you have widget A and widget A has a market. Maybe it doesn't have a market. And then you build a few of these things and you start refining them. The problem is that a lot of people don't do is you should build 25 or 30 of those things. I don't care how much it costs you, but you need to build those things over and before, over and over. Because before you, need, you start selling them. Right. Because yeah. you need to know where you have flaws, where there's going to be issues. You're going to have to start looking around for supplies for you to do these things with. You're going to have to figure out how you're going to ship them. You want to know every part of the production process that's going to take the time and effort and resources. What bits you're going to need to buy. What lacquers and finishes and polys for whoever wants to use that stuff. And then, <laughs> and then you're going to want to look at all those things. And then you're going to want to do it 25 times until you feel good that you can do it 2,500 more times without fail. Like you've got your supply chains. Like that's all things that I wish I knew when I said, oh yeah, I can make 50 of those Spartan things. We can do that. No problem. And then it was nothing but problems. But we did it. We got every single <laughs> yeah. one of those orders out before Christmas time. But do you think, because do you think maybe it was chicken and the egg? Like you didn't do what you're recommending that people do. And maybe had you thought it through more, you'd have been like, you know what? Maybe this isn't such a great idea. Could have caused failure to launch, perhaps. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I think I would have, I would have, um, I think I would have given sexual favors better. to have a mentor that that sat me down and said, "Listen, you got this thing, and it's going to be an awesome thing, mm -hmm. and it's awesome because you're going to want to be awesome, and you're going to want to do an awesome job." Like all you said, those awesome things. a lot. I did because yeah. it because yeah. it, that's the thing. Like when you're in the startup and you're doing a thing, like everything has to be awesome. Like it, it needs to be like your enthusiasm fuels the whole process. Without mm -hmm. that, it's just you're you're gonna not have awesome. the, yeah. it's just not awesome. And who <laughs> needs that in their life, right? Nobody, like the, nobody the world, is not the awesome. The world is full of doubt, but then you end up having uh, you have to push this on the world, and you got to get people interested in this. So to have somebody come up to you and say, "Hey." Uh, listen, it, it's an amazing thing. I love what you're doing. Uh, have you thought about how much shipping's going to cost? And if you if you did, did you notice if you took off uh, just a half inch here, it won't change the design any, but your box is going to be slightly smaller and it'll be in a different bracket. It'll save you three dollars. And you'd be like, yeah, oh, I play well, that game. Well, it's just three dollars. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, $3. times seven thousand, right? Yeah. Times seven thousand, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's so a college you, fund right there. 
Right, exactly. So you look at those things and you, to have somebody that came up to you, and I do this a lot with folks. You know, we're big on the online community. Uh, we like to make stuff as, as a group that we're mostly hanging out in these days and uh, on Facebook. And you can, you can, you can certainly approach us or other people that have done the same types of products that we have or, or things in your area. Uh, and say, what do you think about this? And I might say, oh, that's an interesting design. Are you really passionate about that design? By the way, when I ask you if you're really passionate about the design, the design I mean, sucks. it sucks. Right? <laughs> I, I, just, I just want you to know, because, and that's fine. I could be completely wrong. And I'm fine with being completely wrong. Prove me wrong. Right, yeah. but I'm still. Well, gonna... Yeah, you can't like you can't like everything that's out there. You know right. what I mean? It's not sure. just because Joel doesn't like it doesn't mean there's not seven million people that would yeah. buy it in a heartbeat. And I, you know? I'll tell you because I'm in the I'm in the home decor space. Like this, is what I do for a living. Sure. It doesn't matter what you like. It matters what sells. Yeah. So sometimes sure. there's no accounting for taste, and you just gotta go. With, like I sometimes I'm like, wait, what's our number one seller? This thing? Yeah. What? <laughs> Right. I don't get it. Who people. are these people? I don't What's get wrong it. with them? I don't get it. Well, on a smaller so, level, Phil, aren't you that example exactly? Because you're you're making whiskey boxes now. How passionate of, are, at this point are you about making whiskey boxes? How passionate am I? I mean, like, I'm grateful, certainly, to the product because it's, it's done very well for me. No. Nah, obviously not. S- stop that. You're t- tired of making them. You're, I'm tired of making them, God, but I'm grateful so for the opportunity. I I agree. I I am I'm bored of making them. Sure, but still very grateful. These things I, I've probably done. I want to say about sixty or seventy of these things. At I bet you're bucks really pop. good at it, though. Uh, there bet- and and I've done exactly what you've done. Okay, if I if I do this, I could shave like half an hour off. If I make sure. two of them at the same time, then if somebody happens to need these same sizes, I'm good. You know, like, okay, I've moved away from these kinds of hinges because they take way too long. Instead, I'm using these kinds of hinges. Never mind rabbit joints. Nobody ever notices that I'm just doing butt joints. Never mind this. I'm just doing screws with plugs because nobody ever notices that. Like, it's still well built, but I've, I've optimized production as much as humanly possible to make it as endurable as possible yeah and it's okay to lose your passion if i don't ever see another spartan knife block again i will well, I be have perfectly to happy with yeah. it but but again that's what we do really well like and right. i'm really happy to be doing those things it doesn't i don't walk in the shop and go oh my god some more shields right like no of course not you're feeding your family with these things day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I look at them and I immediately pick them up and go, wow, this one has amazing pearl and this is interesting and this is this. But but again, I've done my fill and again the that isn't how that isn't how production and work is. You're not going to be making it, you, unless you you are stu- stupid gifted an amazing marketer where you can make a single commission piece for 6 months at a time. Right. Where somebody's going to fund your life, right, for six mm-hmm. months at a shot, and you have people waiting in in the back room to to do the next six months of your life, you're going to be making sixty whiskey boxes. There's no mm-hmm. way around that. And then next year he'll have 160 of them done, right? And, and I hope so. Yeah. Well, you do, and you get really good at it. It's losing your losing. You don't lose your passion. You lose your interest, and then somewhere along the line, something else sparks it, 
and then mm-hmm. you'll get it back again and you'll see it but you find a love for the creation of it and you go oh wow this these you know when i resawed this this look at the bookmark you know book match on this you know you look at those mm-hmm. little that you find nuances about each piece that you love to do and those when, those are those things when i was playing music for a living that was exactly it's the exact same thing we you know we played the same songs every night six nights a week you know what i mean and it's like they're not the, the best songs in the world and nobody's really excited about it and every, you know there's new songs come and go and this and that and the other thing but it's like still at some point in time you know you're going to play that song and that's exactly it is it's not burl but it's like you look for that one little thing every night that you can do to, to just make the song interesting you might you just play one note a little different and the drummer sees like okay i get it and then you know and, and there's that connection to the work and uh i think that is the that's production like or what mm-hmm. i think it is or what it should be uh maybe it's not in a factory setting but for guys like us we, you know you're like the largest business we know five employees you know um yeah, that's that. Finding finding your passion is something you're good at, and then that affords you the time to, like you said, you like to play and create. Like, you know, those whiskey boxes are funding the things that that Phil wants to do. You know, so it's not like they're a drag. But well, that's where the grateful part comes in. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like and, I don't want to come you across as your, some jerk. You know what I mean? Like I'm you, very you hone your skills in on them because yeah. now you get to you get to practice. You, you know, right. it's like. I could I could be sitting at home not playing the bass, or I could be playing the song I don't like, and then I'm not getting better at playing the bass. Right. You know, so you're getting better at woodworking, and you're getting better at yep. even though you you think you've done everything you can with the box, you're still honing those skills and and, and working out. You're doing push-ups. You're and, you're playing scales. Yeah. And I know I know yeah. where you're going with it. I am I am insanely grateful for the people who have purchased our products. Like that's like I I would hope that I wouldn't have to say that because the level of effort that we put into making those products what they are like nobody buys this stuff from china these days like like wood pieces like you go into like a kirkland's or somebody else and you look Mm -hmm. at the stuff and you're like oh this is just dreadful Hmm. like you look at these joints there's glue seeping out the sides the finish is put on by at least a third grader you know like (laughs) people do buy it though like people People are buying at kirkland's like crazy oh oh, yeah because because they love the style and it's cheap it's 39 dollars for a trunk you know, and so, so, but, but the people who buy from us are, should, we should, they should automatically think that their patronage is appreciated because mm. we've, we've, we hope to have delivered to that. And, and, and we should wow them because they have that $39 trunk and they should be like, oh my God, this is so much better than that right. $39 trunk, you know? Right. I can't tell yeah. you how many notes we get from people that said, we just set it up on the counter. It's amazing. People come over from other counties to see our damn knife block, <laughs> right? And that's okay. And because because that's people have forgotten those things, right? People have forgotten mm-hmm. amazing ideas. And and I will admit that was an amazing uh, that was an amazing moment of clarity for me to pick up on it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that was just the beginning. And and we made some really really bad decisions business wise. But everything we ever sent out to a customer was always just amazing because that's what we love doing. And and the people that work for me love doing this work. Um, and I love doing this work. And and when I say that it's maybe not inspirational now, no, hell no, it's not. When you've done something for 60 times, you know, how is that inspiring? But you'll see hmm. something in it, in each one of those things that may be will spark a new idea 
maybe will spark something, a passion, a different area for another yes. thing where you see, you're like, oh, wow, you know, I could, maybe I could do two doors on this and do like, you know, or I could do a bifold or maybe I could do something like a roll up, you know, you could start coming up with those ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's, it, those are all that kind of passion and the passion that people think you should have for the 60th of something. They're not the same type of passions. It's a different. It's a different feeling. It's a sense of, of, um, it's a sense of um, uh, uh, awe that people are still digging on what you're doing after you've done so many of them. Uh, and right. that's that's really cool. Hundred percent. I just want to make sure that that we sort of circle back to the to the topic here. And yes, because we're. And- but running long. Today. Yeah, we're running a little long. I'm sorry. And yeah. Joel, and we're bumping I, I up against Joel's. To get to. Uh, yeah, Joel's real job. But bottom <laughs> line, you know, when you're the market leader and you've been in it and you've penetrated it, share the heck out of your idea. Help people coming up. Uh, if you're not and you're just starting out with the idea, perhaps, perhaps, mum's the word. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, when I made the when I made the squares, uh, I had the idea. I made a video of the original one that I made and stuff, and then I went and I sat on it because I was like, you know what, I think I might be able to sell these. And I did the whole process, and I funded the first batch of them out of pocket, which was really scary because yeah. I didn't want anybody to see them. I did do a pre-sale privately in a private group, um, but I was already committed to making them and uh, and because I was really afraid of that. You know, like I wanted to just like come out and bust the scene with it, and that's the only experience I have in anything like that. And uh it was scary, but it was a lot of fun, and it did well. So, so I, I wonder if there are actually any real ideas or original ideas, because everything you guys have done has been there's been a layout tool before, there's been a knife block before, there's been a gift box before. I'm it it, it all goes back to a, a, a rock. It all starts yeah. with a rock. I, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean. You know, <laughs> I think maybe there was that's one idea. You know, that yeah. began everything at the dawn of time, and then every other idea has sprung from that. Don't forget that there is, and, and, and I'll go back to this because Bob said it one time, Bob Claggett said it one time, there's, don't look to be original, look to be mm. unique. And by that... I'll bet he's not the first one to I, say that either. But I'm fine. <laughs> right. You, you, the idea doesn't have to be original, but your, yeah. but your execution has to be unique. Right, yes, so even exactly. if even yeah. if there'd been a million Spartan knife blocks before Joel did his, his mm. was well made from amazing materials, yeah. made right from price, safe right non toxic right glues here in yep. the U.S. or North America, whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? So his implementation was unique, and that what that's what makes it uh, a cohesive concept that does well. Not it, specifically the fact that it's a dude with a shield with knives in it. And, and to bring it back to my original idea for the name in this podcast was new to me. And for somebody, even though there's a million knife blocks out there that are in the shape of a Spartan, for that person that comes across one or one of yours, even though there's a million other ones out there, it's like, oh my God, this is such an amazing thing. So to them, it is this new thing. You've been making them for years now. There's a bunch of them sure. out there. The market is flooded. But when something is... I don't care how old it is. When something becomes new and fresh to you, that's another way to inspire passion. It's just like the the passion of, of mm. discovery, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah I would absolutely. Tell, I would tell you that there are new ideas to be had. They're, they're, they sure. may not they may not be like the flying cars we were hoping somebody would get to by now. Yeah, um, what's the deal with that? I don't know. I, don't know. I think somebody's slacking. Um, 
But uh, but there are ideas. I've seen ideas. I've come up with a couple ideas that are completely new. And the question is then why? That yeah. that is the next question. Is 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 it mm. because nobody's thought of this before, or is it because this is just a stupid idea? A hundred <laughs> guys have lost their shirts on this idea there's, in the past. And I've never even heard of them. There's What's a the third. third the third no. The third one is is why right? Is it a good idea? Right. As someone were, and I know this is a PG-13 podcast, but balls, right? Has someone right. not had the balls to push through in this idea? And that that's a real yeah. one. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. it takes it takes um, uh, it takes a certain amount of you have courage. to be you have to you have to have the courage to go, you know, foot deep into this. Sometimes ankle deep. Sometimes, you know, there are people that have amazing ideas to them, or at least. Uh, and they might be amazing ideas, and they might mortgage their house to accomplish that goal. And, mm-hmm. like, that's a commitment. Like, you're having this conversation with a wife being like, hey, we might need that tent. Don't sell it at the yard sale because <laughs> I'm doing yet. a thing, and and you're going to have to be on board for this. All right? You know what? Yeah. You'll, you'll know it's a good idea when it's your wife who's telling you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's a really good like, point. I support you 100%. This is obviously a great idea. But where's Let's the get tent? Our fourth mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> but where's the tent? Pack the tent. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and start buying bottled water. It's going to be turned off soon. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's a uh, ideas are tough because because uh, you certainly borrow a set from people. You you make your own ideas uh, from originally usually to solve a problem and um, then somebody else has to come by and say, "Oh, that was a good idea and then they have to offer you money like that's Mm. those are kind of the steps that go along with it and hopefully they offer you money yeah that part's the i think the critical component step three profit profit right (laughs) okay so how long are we running here because i think maybe we'll skip the review review and what grabbed our attention this week uh yeah we're we're over an hour now so okay let's do this because joel's got to get to the next thing so uh you know what You've heard our plugs for everything. Joel, what's your plug? Uh, I uh, Have you guys talked about this old Tony on YouTube? Uh, yeah, but uh, you could... A while ago, I think so, yeah. He puts out some of the most amazing content. I don't know the guy. I wish I did because I think he would be an awesome guy to hang out and have a beer with. Uh, but he mm. puts out some machining stuff. But his, yeah, his video amazing. work, and I'm not a machinist. Uh, and is has taught me a lot about the processes to um, oh, sorry processes uh, to <laughs> to uh, to to making um, uh, a go at metal and it's uh, it is if you're not a machinist just like if you've ever watched click spring or something like that and you find that stuff amazing and entertaining this is both amazing and entertaining and uh, insanely educational about how things work in 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 non CNC lathe turning and milling and all the stuff that comes with doing metal, which is a whole different world than wood stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Why don't you go ahead and, and plug your own your own stuff? Yeah, how can people find you on the interweb or how can they buy a Spartan knife block? Where do they go? Yeah. Well, yeah. you just type into Google Spartan knife block and you'll find us. But beyond that, I would actually like to plug two other guys. Izzy Swan, who is an amazing maker, has been a major part of the community for the last 10, 15 years. Hold on, uh, let me write that down. Wait, how do you spell last yeah, name? Yeah, he's okay. Izzy, Izzy, I-Z-Z. Okay. I, no, it's Y, and then Swan, like the bird. 
Okay. Uh, is he really passionate about that name? He, he's really he's, he's he passionate about that. He's very passionate about that name. <laughs> uh, well, I hope and, so. Uh, I, I don't see I, it really well, going it's, anywhere. It's IzzySwan.com. But uh, along with uh, that, Mike Laffier, my podcast mates, and we talk. Uh, uh, we have a real quality podcast. Uh, something you guys may not expect. Uh, are you doing something <laughs> other than maybe I've said too much? Uh, I don't. Do, yeah, what what no, podcast are you talking about? No, yeah. I, I don't. I don't do much anything other than that. Usually, our numbers are sufficient to only do the podcast. Um, okay. But uh, in that ad revenue, let me tell you. Um, but no, we we talk about lots of things. Uh, occasionally, it goes from projects to men's health to to the emotional well-being of <laughs> men's health. No, men's that's the way to put I'm, it. I don't know what else to say. I, Sometimes we talk about it, depression. No, it's accurate. And, it's accurate. and, and it's... we we talk about how we deal with families and situations and business stuff and all sorts of things. And we try to keep it um, we try to keep it interesting enough where people come back. And so far, at least three people have. So you're looking at uh, you, well, these three, yeah. right? Because right. you're paying us. So, yeah. so, so if you just Google, maybe I've said too much. Uh, and as soon as Izzy gets done with his damn website, it's maybe I've said too much. Dot com. And uh, is anyone else getting it. like a million emails from Izzy's yeah, website? I am. Are, are okay, you guys betaing the the thing? I, I think so. I, no, I didn't sign up for anything. Okay, but apparently I'm, I'm in the pro group, thing. so I think right. they're, they're just going to spam. Go, <laughs> for me. go, I don't get go and and log in. You'll yeah. find the information, log in on the bottom of the email, and then click it over to digest mode, and then ah, okay. and then you can you'll get a single day of topics that were in the pro group. Tremendous. So we're up to eighty emails in the last twenty four. Yeah, hours. he needs to turn off the email functionality of it until he gets that worked out. Maybe start people on digest and see if they want to go full crackhead uh, <laughs> with, with getting individual emails. <laughs> so, yeah. but guys, it was really fun hanging with you. It's always fun chatting with you. Um, yeah, man, thank you so much for nice. doing the podcast yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad. super, I'm, I'm super excited to see the uh, cigar box guitars somewhere in the future make an appearance from the missing digit. I, I am. World. I promise you, it may not be this year, but it is on the list. It it will be because I, I bumped it up to part of the list. I wanna, I wanna create a way on the CNC where I can make uh, a, a head. Uh, and neck and and like headless, but I can change the design quickly on it, mm-hmm. but keep all the frets and everything where they need to be because obviously there's some math involved with that. And I want to make. I can. I want to. We wanna, can talk about that. I have files that I could. Awesome. You know. Awesome. Because yeah. I want I want to be able to like literally take like a sixteenth inch bit and just wipe across and make a fret line, get it so that I can get all these things. I have a. I have a point zero two zero really uh, end mill, yeah, because that's the width of the fret tang. Or you could use a V bit and just score with that if you don't want to mess around with breaking these twenty dollars. Then I'll bits have to buy day. a fret saw, which is I don't <clears throat> feel bad about. No, yeah, well, you know, I know uh, ironandsoul.com sells one. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil has a saw that works great for that. Yeah, good awesome. plug. Good saw, plug. I score it and then I clean it out with Phil's saw. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. I like it. Well, all those yeah. things we'll may talk be coming. Later, yeah. Maybe we'll have a Spartan guitar. Ooh. And then, and then, we'll f- Ooh. And then as soon as as soon as Bill and I download all the information in your brain, you go, okay, I'm going to go sell them for half as much as you guys. Zing. Well, let's zip through this. See, see part of, part of uh, no, I'm going to cut you off, Phil. You're, you, you invited uh, me on the show. Fair and enough. Now, now I'm taking over. <laughs> no, go ahead. Let's keep busy waiting. That's right. You're, you're up. Take it away. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. 
info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. On iTunes, leave us them reviews. And on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. The best way to help us help maybe I've said too much stay on the air. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well done, Phil. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. I deserve that. Anyways, thank you so much for this audition. I mean, uh, guest appearance. And, uh, hey, hey, hey. It was great. Afternoon. Why do you automatically assume it was you? <laughs> people know. People know how you are. <laughs> well, it was it you know, was a fun time had by all, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yes. Thanks again. Yes. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Right, thank you. And thank you, everyone, for putting up with us this week. And uh, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled nonsense next week <laughs> so are we gonna have a after meeting about the whole handsy thing or is that gonna be on the air the what i have no idea what you're talking it about. was funny <laughs> i thought it was funny never mind <laughs> bye everybody <laughs> have a great week be good <laughs>